Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. It's a big one. After a two-year interruption, the first since World War II, the Marathi Vars is back. And so after six years is the women's Marathi. We'll have full previews of both games with senior interinsular football making its return at Springfield this weekend. On the men's side, the break means Jersey have held the famous silverware for four years, something Guernsey skipper Jamie Dodd says has been bugging him. The only thing you've got are those little memories you can't get out there and sort of put the wrongs right from the last two years. So it's been really great in me for a while um, and I, I don't like to uh, end up on the losing side pulling on that green shirt so yeah it's really time to uh, get going. More from Jamie Dodd to come. We'll also have a full chat with manager Tony Vance, the GFC boss back in charge of the island side on an interim basis this year and raring to go. Jersey with their confidence they'll always go in expecting to win that's them they love it for us we need to be expecting to win and to be honest with us we're all in the camp this isn't fighting talk you know at all um, I'm expecting to win Jersey meanwhile have won four of the last five Vars finals we'll get the Caesarean take from former Marathi player and Ireland under 21 coach James Scott for the women they've had to wait even longer to get back to Marathi football we'll hear from both captain and coach as Guernsey prepare to step back onto the top level of CI football first and foremost we want to go over there and be competitive I would absolutely say that Jersey would be the favourites they're probably two or three years ahead of us but yeah who knows you know every underdog has their day it will mark a very very pleasant landmark for me along the way this is all part of a longer journey to take it from where we were at the end of 2016 to now it's a completely different outlook on life. Full interviews with Richard Sutton and Katie Watson to come. Uh, before we start, our thanks to Rehoy and Son for their support of the show. Uh, big supporters of local sport. I'm Tony Curtin. Alongside me to get through all of that is Guernsey Press Sport Editor Gareth Prevo. Hi, Tony. And Guernsey Press Editor James Faller. Hi, Tony. Uh, great to see you both. Jim, you've been involved in Marathi's in various guises over the years, on the line, in the commentary box, um, as a GFA director. Have you got the Marathi buzz back absolutely and this will be of course my first uh Marathi as the match reporter so uh, I look forward to look forward to that very much yeah you'll be going over to cover the game um Jim not traveling with the team this year but something you have done um a few times in the past just set the scene for us of what it's like for the players for the sort of backroom staff um on these away trips to Jersey yeah well generally of course you have to leave uh, relatively early in the morning and then there's a long way of hanging around for you know three four hours before you get to the ground and can properly prepare so uh, generally the GFA has um, kind of hired a hotel very close to the ground uh, where the officials and guests can have a coffee in the morning um, the players will mill around for a little bit then they'll generally go off into a team meeting um, where I think much of the chat you know I don't think there's an awful lot of chat that goes on in the dressing room uh, much of the kind of final tactical chat will happen in that meeting in the hotel and then we just wait for the clock to tick around and uh, and wander over to Springfield yeah there's something about going over to Jersey on a lovely uh, sunny day for the Marathi it's you know, full of expectation you're looking forward to it to a great day uh, and thankfully we haven't had too bad a record there over the over the years that I've been going anyway so it tends to be a great day out um, but yeah, for the players themselves you know hard for me to, to know really they kind of to an extent 
keep themselves to themselves. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of uh, banter flying around, but I would say the mood is always relatively quiet and subdued. Gareth, obviously, we've seen the return of the Syme Cup. We've had two already. Um, cricket comes back this weekend in terms of interinsular competition as well. But just how important is it to Channel Island Sport to have the Marathi Vars back and the women's Marathi back this year? Oh, it's massive, Tony. You know, it's it's something that you will always strive for as a Guernsey sportsman or woman. If you can represent your island in your chosen sport against the old enemy jersey, it's it's sort of still the biggest thing around, really. I mean, I know we've got a lot to aim for off island these days. Certainly, in football, you've got the GFC going away and doing their stuff. But um, to be able to sort of come to the end of the season and say you're a Marathi winner, it doesn't really get much better than that. And um, I think having not had it for those sort of like three or four years now, it has just added that bit extra this season. And just to be able to sort of go away to Jersey with the chance of winning that beautiful old trophy, um, it, it's just uh, it's just added to that excitement of the of the whole season, really. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, how it goes. In terms of the playing squads, Jersey have named theirs um, with the omission of Jersey Bulls top scorer Sol Solomon uh, making the headlines. He's been ruled ineligible because of his arrangement uh, with the Bulls. As for Guernsey, Tony Vance won't name his squad until Friday morning, but he has had 20 players uh, training uh, with him this week. We'll just quickly run through those. Jason Martin, Josh Addison and Nick Batiste, the keepers, alongside Keanu Marsh, Jacob Fales, Jamie Dodd, River Marsh, Jake Lowe, Joe Alvarez, Kez Mahon, Tom Jackson, Dave Rehoy, Ben Acey, Charlton Govine, Dom Yome, Ross Allen, Danny Hale, Wilfer Zackley, Sam Murray and Keen Domile. We've got some new faces emerging there. They've come onto the scene. Obviously, you know, he wouldn't have played, well, he might not even have been senior footballers um, in 2020 and 2021. Um, but yeah, how do you assess the sort of makeup of that squad? Hard to know, really. I mean, there was a time, of course, where the the, the Emirati side was the GFC side. Uh, this is a little bit different this year, uh, and it's but it's difficult for us to know exactly how many non-GFCers will will break into the side. I will stick my neck out and say three on this occasion uh, it would be my prediction, but which might be quite high for for recent years, but. You know, to an extent, you know, there's been some years where momentum of the club side has been important for the Marathi, either you know positive or or negative. Um, I think maybe the the gap between the end of their season and and this game makes that less of an issue. Um, but to an extent, I'm also hoping it'll be more of an issue given the way the Jersey Bulls finished their season. But you know. Uh, who knows? Hard, hard to call. But I think it's you know it's a uh, it's it's a, it's a squad that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. And it's been interesting actually seeing some of the comments um, on the Jersey squad selection, uh, which is heavily Bulls biased, and quite a few commenters uh, sort of questioning where the combination Premiership representation is. Um, no players from the top three sides in their league, which is you know these are the issues that kind of Guernsey grappled with ten years ago. But yeah, and that's not altogether surprising because I think because the Jersey teams that have finished the league of those tended to be untouched by the Bulls. So, you know, you understand that they are players and, and playing in a settled team rather than having a team having players ripped out of it. Um, however, I don't quite ever see the Bulls in the same light as, as GFC as a squad at the moment. The Bulls seem to willingly dip into the um, into the, their premiership and you know, pick up players that they uh, fancy using on a certain occasion. There seems to be a lot more crossover between those two or the league and the, t and, the t and the club than there ever was with GFC and the Premier League back in the day. 
Gareth, you've seen a lot of GFC and Premier League football this season. In terms of this being the sort of first GFC versus Bulls, Marathi, if you like, um, from what you've seen of GFC, would going with the bulk of their players be the right way to go this year? Or is it important that, that um, Vance uses some Priya representation? I think it'd be quite sensible to pretty much stick with the, um, the decent core of GFC players, just because, as um, as Tony's sort of made alluded to very much over the last couple of weeks, is the lack of preparation time for an Ireland squad because of the fixture pileup, uh, because of the effect of the pandemic as well. Um, you really have to go with people who or combinations who know each other well. Um, obviously, there's, there are some Premier League players in there who deservedly are in there. Um, but when you're talking about sort of combinations, you, you must say that Dom Yeom and Ross Allen would know each other very well anyway, even though Dom Yeom is no longer with the GFC group. So um, I think certainly Vancey would probably look to employ the the spine of his GFC team. Obviously, it's going to be a different keeper because um, Lucas Hanley is not involved in this one. Um, but I think having the, the added... Um, Premier League presence, the like certainly the sort of the the strikers like Danny Hale and Sam Murray, people like that, just um, maybe not starting, maybe coming off the bench, but having that that impact, um, just I think it adds to adds to the uh, the value of the squad really. Yeah, well, I went to see them train on Tuesday night. They've been training, I think a few times this week almost a sort of island games feel uh, about it in terms of the, the amount of time they're spending together and i caught up with the captain jamie dodd this is a week that the well trial island football has been waiting for for a few years now that you guys as players have been waiting for i'm sure how does it feel to to actually be kind of on the verge of, of playing in another marathi vars final yeah the excitement's building it's it's massive now between the group i think we toned down the session a little bit tonight um tactically but you could see uh Last night, the session, it was intense. Um, people really sort of vying for their places and the excitement throughout the squad is we're really ready to get going on Saturday. You're a player who is as proud as anyone to pull on the green. Uh, you've led the island many times. Just kind of take us inside your head and inside your heart heading into Saturday. Yeah, well, normally um, you, you think about it year on year, really. Um, just at times at home, little things pop up and remind you of things like memories and stuff over the sort of last decade I've been involved. Um, and obviously missing it for the last sort of two finals and well, almost three years, um, the only thing you've got are those little memories you can't get out there and sort of put the wrongs right from the last two years. So it's been really great in me for a while. Um, and I, I don't like to uh, end up on the losing side pulling on that green shirt. So yeah, it's really time to uh, get going. As far as this sort of coming back away from home, does that make it kind of easier, harder for you guys as a, as a squad? Um, well, personally, I, it doesn't really matter. It's what a tiny journey over there obviously we'd like to play in front of um, as many of our fans as we can but um, hopefully that there's I've seen some issues with Springfield not ready and obviously with the boats and stuff like that but I hope as many of our fans can get there and um, enjoy the day as much as we do and you've been part of uh, as we say a number of squads you've been been in and around the top of island football for a number of years now um, how do you rate this one obviously you know with the bit of a gap we've seen some new faces emerge obviously Ben Acey's involved uh, Danny Hale, he's going to be um, in line for a debut. He's played so well in the Premier League in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, how do you assess the kind of balance and the mix of the uh, the squad? Yeah, well, the youngsters that well, the youngsters I say there are a couple in there that maybe like the jokes of Charlton Govine, who really is now since his last match, he's turned into a man and a, an unbelievable footballer. He's probably the best in the Channel Islands when you uh, when you watch him play. He's uh, he's unreal and he's sort of the standout for me. Um, we've got obviously Ben Acey and then with that mix we've got the likes of Dom coming back in obviously Ross has 
hasn't played for a, a few years either in terms of Marathi football and uh, he always turns up. So yeah, we've got a very good blend here, um, a core of GFC, which we play together a, a lot of times, but um, there's, there's people you really want next to you in a Marathi here. Yeah, you mentioned some of the experience, obviously Dom involved in the squad, Ross, uh, Dave Rehoy as well. Um, does it feel like there's a sort of element of the old band being back together? Yeah, it's quite nice for me. I'm not one of like, <laughs> the old boy as uh, some of the GFC squads have been uh, over the last couple of years. But yeah, it's good. Their uh, experience and the way they conduct themselves is vital for those youngsters coming up to uh, know how to approach a Marathi day, Marathi day throughout the week, build up your emotions and then how to go out and then perform on that day. And just finally, um, Obviously, Tony and Fal have stepped in this year to, to lead the squad. You know them so well. Um, has that been nice to, to work with them, um, you know, on Emirati, you know, obviously having been with them for the whole GFC season? Yeah, they're completely different when you get in this environment, especially Fal. He's, uh, he's pretty much representing that entire island behind him. He, he is every one of the 60-odd thousand on that day, and he, he absolutely loves this. So if we can't feed off that, um, and obviously the, the two coaches are how proud they are of Guernsey football and Guernseymen themselves. It, it's up to us to just, it filters through the team quite easily. Jamie Dodd speaking to me there. I, mean, I think one thing that stood out, it, well, certainly as far as Jersey are concerned in their wins, so be, building up to the pandemic, were that central defensive partnership of Campbell and Kerre, who really stifled us um, yeah, in those couple of years that, that Jersey have won it. Going into this one with um, Jamie Dodd and Jacob Fallis, presumably at the heart of our defence, um, that looks like um, the sort of central defensive duo, Gareth, that you could build a Marathi win on. Yes, yeah, it seems pretty suited to this um, sort of fixture, Tony. I mean, uh, it, it almost harks back to the, the days I remember of sort of uh, John Nobbs and Stuart Polson at centre-back and Polson would win every header and John Nobbs would win anything on the ground and certainly Jacob Fallows will not be um, losing many headers come Saturday, I'm sure, because he's got such a spring on him. He's, he's been pretty awesome for GFC in, in the air this season. And, I mean, Jamie Dodd, I mean, he's, just what a career he's had. He's just a phenomenal defender. He's been a great servant to Guernsey football. So, yeah, there'd be, um, there'd be a pretty strong centre-back duo, I think, if that's the way Tony goes on Saturday. Well, let's hear from the manager now. Tony Vance will be in the dugout in a Marathi Vars final for the first time since 2011. He came in uh, for a chat with the three of us earlier this week. Sort of deep down, is there a real sort of buzz starting to form now ahead of Saturday? Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really excited actually. Uh, I always am around Matty time. Um, you know, last couple of years, obviously forgetting COVID issues, I've been a a, a caged fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I love I love sort of seeing seeing you know the build up, the, the game, everything. And unfortunately, with 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 these things, sometimes that the game can be always the uh, the deflating bit, perhaps in terms of maybe performance in terms of the both teams cancelling each other out um it's not always a spectacle so uh or, or the result but ultimately yeah it's really exciting these these are the sort of the days where everyone gets a buzz um you know it's our fa cup final to a certain degree and and you know everyone remembers as a kid sort of the build-up to an fa cup final this this is this is it you know it's it, it's loads of history um and uh bragging rights Obviously, uh, Jersey tend to have more bragging rights, and, and quite um, confidently they they enjoy those those sort of moments. So, it's something that we we've got to try and put to bed. And there's always subplots. Um, there seems to be no shortage of them this year, sort of on and off the field. Being the first kind of 
and it's not it's not Guernsey FC Jersey Bulls match, of course, but it's the first Marathi that's happened with both islands having those club setups. How how different do you expect it to be? Uh, it, it shouldn't do because ultimately, pre pre Jersey Bulls, um, they uh, they won the last two. Okay, one was a, a penalty, and then the other one was by penalties. So it's not exactly running away with it. Um, so I don't think it'll have much of an impact, but. I think it's fair to say that, you know, as you've quite rightly said, from a media perspective and everyone will be talking about it, yes, there is that element of Guernsey FC versus Jersey Bulls. But, you know, for me, this is Guernsey versus Jersey. It's a Marathi and this is the biggest game. It doesn't matter if Guernsey FC drew Jersey Bulls in the FA Cup and both both people of Guernsey FC and Jersey Bulls will, will possibly not perhaps like what I'm saying here when they probably want it to be the, the, the biggest game but it won't be because the Marathi will always be the biggest game always and uh, it doesn't matter if Guernsey FC are involved Jersey, Jersey Bulls players St Peter players Sylvans players whatever um, the Marathi is the biggest game and always will be Do you feel that you and your players go into the game with a almost a slightly underdog mindset nowadays? Maybe certainly in, in the I remember when Guernsey FC first started uh, we we weren't we, we went there expecting to win and I think that's really important that you go there expecting to win I think Jersey if I'm honest they expect to win um, in the past and maybe over the last recent years we, we've we've changed that expecting to hoping uh, but when you, you actually got to look at it as I said whilst we lost the last two we lost on a penalty and penalties <laughs> so it's 50-50 really you know it's not like they run away with it so um, I think it's really important as I said Jersey with their confidence they'll always go in expecting to win that's them you know they, they love it uh, for us we need to we need to be expecting to win and to be honest with us we're all in the camp this isn't fighting talk you know at all um, I'm expecting to win and uh, you know that, that's that's the bottom line of it those last two games you mentioned were, you know, settled by one goal or no goal, your penalty kicks. Uh, they were also pretty dire games. Are you uh, minded at all to try and make it a better game somehow, or are you just all about the win? You know, you look at the trophy in three years' time, and it doesn't matter if you played well, um, but and it says Jersey wins that that year. That is the important thing, and you know, ultimately, winning is is this is what it's all about in Emirati. How you win doesn't matter. Uh, I remember playing when I was manager in my sort of previous thing. We, uh, we lost on penalties, and it was the most one-sided Marathi I've ever seen. We absolutely battered them, and how we lost that game is beyond me. But and you know what? I've got the memories of the performance, but I look at the trophy and it says Jersey win, so um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it means nothing. So um, I think the reason. Both managers, you know, they'll go out wanting to play the perfect game. Likewise, us, you know, we're, we're not training to to sort of play a cagey affair. <laughs> um, but what happens is when you've got two teams playing against each other, two teams cancel each other out. Or when you see like the likes of Man City, Liverpool, two teams go toe to toe and jab for jab and punch for punch. So, uh, you know, you're going to get one of them. In terms of the playing group, uh, in a way, I suppose, the fact that we've had the pandemic, we've had a couple of years away, um, there are some really interesting kind of potential debutants and, and, and players returning. Um, number one, Jacob Fallais being involved. He's, you know, 
a massive presence since he came back to the GFC setup. And obviously, you know, in in, in the family blood is an extreme competitor. Um, how much are you excited to see him involved in a in a Maratti? And what's it like being, uh, you know, having him around the group with Big Fal as well uh, as a sort of father-son coaching player setup? Yeah, it's um, it's hard enough having one Fallows around, <laughs> let alone two. Uh, and I mean that in a, in a positive way um, because you're trying to sort of calm the calm the lion down a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you've got sort of Jamie Dodd as well. Throw that into the mix. Um, you've got sort of three real <laughs> um, players that are ready to go. Uh, Jacob has been a phenomenal one since he's come come home from America, and uh, he's definitely come back a, a much better player. He always had that sort of Falle's grit in him and an ability to 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 leap um, and head the ball, uh, but he's now come back um, technically uh, so much better. And uh, he's almost the sort of all-rounded centre-half that you want. Uh, so um, we're very fortunate to have him. He's a real asset at both ends of the pitch in terms of set pieces. So um, suddenly we've gone from a team where you know, we can't really cross the ball because we, we haven't got anyone big enough to head it to to, um, to stick it in the box for Jacob. So uh, he, be- he becomes a real asset. And, and I think those who've watched Guernsey FC regularly will have, will have seen that week in week out and at the other end of the age scale um ross allen of course uh, you know a marathi great um he hasn't played for a few years um pandemic wise and with him being in new zealand he comes back 35 years old um he looks or certainly at times the season has looked as determined as ever in a gfc shirt how much uh, is a bonus to have him involved at, you know, even at 35 and, and do you think he's got another bit of marathi magic in him definitely um, you should see him in training uh, he's training like he hasn't played for three four years and uh, you wouldn't see him as, as a 35 year old he uh, yeah we, we, we did miss him for sure anyone would miss someone like that but I think you're absolutely right with, with his performances for Guernsey FC in terms of the leadership role he's taken on uh, the, the desire the, the, the numbers the distances he's been putting in um, has been significant and I, I think he's played probably the most games he's played for a long, long time this season. Uh, and uh, whilst we've tried to balance it a little bit and give him a rest here and there, he's undoubtedly ready to go. And uh, we're fortunate to have him. And obviously what we've got to do is make sure that we play to his strengths, um, his assets as well. Uh, Alderney didn't quite go as he wanted it. I'm sure he probably wanted to bang in five or six in that game and uh, that wasn't for the want of trying but the game just didn't really pan out like that really uh, uh, the situation was was it is what it was and and uh, but ultimately I, I think he's now ready to um, to uh, have a right a good go um, what do you do on the day of the match how you know first time you've been uh, in right in the middle of it since 2011 what are you thinking about doing for, for the day you, know, do you have to get the players up calm them down calm foul down I think <laughs> uh, no it, it, it's changed um, well I think it's changed and luckily I've, I've sort of experienced in a few things over with Guernsey FC and it's difficult because I think when, when you you can sound like a scratch record um, everyone probably wants to deliver that Marathi pre-match speech but the players are thinking it anyway. Um, you know, I think you need to do all... You, if, if you're having to... 
if you're having to sort of get the players up and and deliver what you think is going to be a game changing sort of pre pre match sort of tactical sort of uh, an announcement, then you haven't done your preparation right leading up to it. So, you know, for me, I, what I've learned over the last I don't know year or so is I'm trying to sort of calm that down on on the day and just leave the players be. Uh, maybe have quiet words here and there, but uh, maybe let them have a you know a five minutes with foul. Who you know who would get anyone that's demotivated up up for something? But uh, I think for me, we've got to have done the work beforehand. So that that's going to be absolutely you know like Alderney for example. I, I did a little bit of a pre-match in the morning in terms of just showed some sort of footage and stuff like that. But I didn't say anything to them before the game. Didn't need to and shouldn't need to. Uh, but um, yeah, so so for me, it will just be to try and sort of uh, try and relax and chill. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I might, might take myself away somewhere. Does it, is there any sense that what's happened, you know, with the junior Marathis will motivate the, the seniors to go and sort of strike one back for Guernsey and likewise, you know, watching Raiders go over there the weekend and, and sort of smash Jersey up in their own backyard. Does does those sort of things, that can you draw on them? Oh, that was awesome, Raiders, you know, that was an amazing result. And I was so, so, so chuffed really to see that because, uh, yeah, you know, that, that sort of shows what can be done. Um, like you say, in their own backyard as well, and they haven't done it for a long, long time. So you've got to have, you've got to have that motivation anyway, but for sure, the, the doomongers will be sort of saying, oh no, this could be the clean sweep in Marathi's jersey will be wanting that no end so they can do their all their sort of sort of uh, media stuff afterwards and promote it. So um, it, it should give you maximum uh, motivation. But it, in all fairness, it doesn't matter if we've won one, two, age group, Marathi's Raiders win, you know, hockey win. This is the game that we want to win. <laughs> it doesn't matter what about all the other results, it's, it's all about winning and uh, make sure that on the day we're ready. What difference does it make being home or away? Uh, ho- home is, is, is a massive advantage in Guernsey, I feel, because our support base is, in, is incredible. Uh, so uh, you take the travel element out of it, you take the, the 3G pitch element out of it in terms of, so Jersey Bulls players play on there every single week. Uh, the non-Jersey Bulls players will have played there 20 times more than us anyway. So that 3G element will have a, an impact, but certainly in Guernsey, the, the support base is phenomenal and it can really drive you on. In Jersey, their support is different and uh, every Marathi I've been to, that we've, we've outsung them. <laughs> we've, you know, we, we, it hasn't made a difference to us at all. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not fussed, it's away, to be honest. Uh, so I... I the surface hopefully I mean it, it can be a little bit of a, a strange surface in terms it can be dry and uh, and can can sort of make sure the game can't be played at momentum so um, hopefully we can we can get adjusted to that but in terms of the ball being able to roll and, and move it's the 3G pitch so it's there to be to be played on um, in terms of um, you're sort of coaching now Tony but you also played a lot of Marathi's yourself how, how much sort of does your playing experience help you 
in your coaching role now? I certainly, certainly look. I remember the 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 Marathi, You were left on the bench. You came on and you basically ran the show, almost because you were inspired to to sort of prove to the coach that you shouldn't have been on the bench to start with. But uh, do you bring that those sort of playing experiences into messages you'll give this weekend? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, that day I proved I should have started it, <laughs> um, and we might have won. But um, yeah, no, it, it, it's uh, the game is is a is a fourteen man game, and subs can have a massive impact, particularly with the distances we're having to do nowadays, and, and the speed of the game. So, uh, from a coach, I, I value the the, the subs um, massively, and and I like to make subs. I really do. I think it can be important. Fowl's often holding me back because uh, he doesn't, <laughs> he thinks, you know, he's sort of on calm down sort of thing. But I, I feel that the subs can make a huge impact. And uh, so they're really, really important to the to the, um, to the occasion. It, it, it very much is a squad game. I mean, like at the moment, we've got, we've got a training group of 20 players at the moment, which we're going to unfortunately break down to 16. And then come the day, 14 may play. Uh, so... Uh, but the one thing I will, and I know, because I've been there myself, I know that if you're left out of that, that sort of 16 or you're left out of that 14 or you're left out of that 11, you don't feel like you've contributed. But they have. You know, we, we've done eight sessions so far with, with a few players. We're going to have about four or five with everybody. And every one of those 20 has uh, impacted on the player that's going to play in terms of training, in terms of... Um, keeping them competitive, keep them challenged, making sure that, you know, they have to be at their utmost best to be to be selected. So so whilst I totally respect and understand that one of those players that will get left out will feel they've done nothing, for me they've done a significant contribution to, to hopefully what will be a win. Obviously on Sunday we're seeing the return of the women's Marathi after you know, a, a significant break. Just how pleased are you to see that back on on the cards and, um, and a sort of positive step forward, I guess, for the for the whole of football in the Channel Islands. Brilliant, yeah. I mean, it, I think it's it's a game that is really progressing, uh, certainly on the mainland, and and uh, I want to see it develop <laughs> probably faster in Guernsey. Uh, Jersey have sort of been up and down with with their progression. Uh, we're, we're starting to get there. Um, there's there's a group of sort of youngsters where, I mean. Just, just now, to for what Joel Pengeli has done for the women and girls game is phenomenal. You know, in terms of numbers and participation, and, and often a thankless task. And what she's done has been incredible. Uh, so, and, and she's playing herself as well, which is fantastic. And then you've got sort of uh, Casey Watson, Anna uh, Govine, as amongst others. You know, all contributing. You know they, they they've got a, a, a sort of a young sort of an academy team that they're they're developing really well. So I think the future is really bright. Uh, we've got you know at the top end obviously Mayer <laughs> goes without saying, but then there's a couple of others like Sydney's away at the moment, and there's a couple of others that are sort of pushing um, to 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 go on to bigger and better things as well. So that's that's phenomenal when you think about it. When you take a step back and you look and you say, okay, we've we've got one who is top end of the, the women's professional game and going to go on to, you know, the levels, 
that she can get to is incredible, Maya. Uh, and then we've got sort of two or three others that are, that are looking to sort of push as well, which is which is again brilliant because in the in the men's game we we were we were singing the praises of three players going to Bristol City. Well, we've got an option here of, of a few going off as well off Ireland. So, but what we've got to try and do is make sure that the the cavalry comes from behind as well. And uh, I think we've all got to buy into that. And you know, I'll digress slightly, but but ultimately what we've got is a women's Marathi here, which is brilliant. Um, whether we'll be competitive, I don't know. I know um, the coaches are doing a good job preparing them and, and, and hopefully we can go on to bigger and better things because we've got the Island Games around the corner and then uh, we can we can see it develop where, where it needs to go. Thanks, Tony. Um, thanks for coming in and having a, a detailed chat about that and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. Cheers. Tony Vance speaking to the three of us at the start of the week. As I say, he won't name his squad until Friday. I mean, in terms of the final 11, Jim, what do you think the big decisions facing him are? Uh, I think he has uh, selection issues at fullback where uh, potentially Keanu Marsh, um, Jake Lowe, and Dave Rehoy could all feature, you know, perm three from uh, three for two there. Um, midfield, I would expect to see uh, Kesman, Ben AC, and Charlton Govine playing. I presume that Charlton is is fit. Uh, I think there's one space up for grabs there. Uh, and further forward, up front, Ross will certainly play. And really, it's a matter of who his partner is going to be, which will be Tony's final decision, I think. Dom Hume, if he plays, will be uh, have the chance to reprise his man of the match performance in 2012, where he scored both our goals in a 2-0 win. And I got to say, that's probably individually the most complete performance I've ever seen from a from a player in a Moratti. So I hope he I hope he's able to repeat. And although Saints probably missed him against St Peter in the Jeremy Cup semi-final, he's, he's had a nice rest by going to watch Liverpool win the FA Cup final last week. So hopefully he's um, quite fresh going into the weekend. Well, yeah, it would be pretty awesome to see Domiane back on the pitch at Springfield. We'll see how it pans out. Um, let's check in on things across the water. Um, Jersey, of course, have had the lion's share of this fixture um, for the few years leading up to the pandemic. And with the Bulls now a going concern, uh, they might expect to be even better prepared. Um, to find out a bit more about the feeling over there, I spoke to former player, uh, current under-21 boss, James Scott. Just how much are you relishing the prospect of the Marathi coming back this weekend? I think it's a. I'm re, personally, I'm re, I'm look, really looking forward to it. Um, it's always um, a, a great event and occasion. Um, it's obviously the the highlight of the the football season. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, it'll be it'll be great for all the supporters to come along and hopefully watch a good game of football again. And obviously, it's the first Marathi since Jersey Bulls got going. I mean, it's not quite Bulls versus GFC. Obviously, it's it's a completely different um, feel. But how big an impact will that have? Do you think in terms of Jersey's setup? Yeah, I think it will help. Obviously, there's a, there's teams within teams. So I think a number of the boys that have been playing together uh, with the Jersey Bulls this season, that can obviously, that's obviously going going to help um, Cass a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's a pos- positive thing with regards to them playing together a little bit more. Um, but then Emirati is a, a, is a one-off game. Um, who, who knows um, what's going to happen on that day? So in, it, yes, yes, it helps with the Jersey Bulls being set up. But if I'm being honest, it's a it's a cup final on the day, and uh, anything could happen. And so yeah, 
yeah, looking forward to it. And obviously the big team news, really, or squad news from Jersey's perspective this week is that Sol Solomon won't be available. Um, he's ineligible um, for the match because of his arrangement with, with the Bulls. Obviously, he's someone you had in your squad for the under-21s a few weeks ago. How big a loss will he be to, to Martin Cassidy? Yeah, I think Sol uh, obviously will be a big loss. He scored a number of goals for the Jersey Bulls uh, this season. He seems to get himself in the right place at the right time. So it will be a loss. Um, but the, 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 the rules are the rules. And um, Martin just has to, uh, to to suck it up to a certain degree and uh, and get on with it. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of the reasons why he can't play. Um, I haven't been asking those sort of questions. But um, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. But it's, it's just one of those things. And uh, yeah, you just have to pull your socks up and, and, and get on with it. Uh, to be honest, I think there's there's goals uh, throughout the whole of the uh, the Jersey team. Um, I wouldn't like to put it just on one person. That little bit of added pressure to score the goals. I mean, for example, um, Luke Campbell can can be very dangerous from set pieces. He seems to score quite a few goals from uh, set pieces and corners. And uh, that that can sometimes be the difference in Marathis. Um There's not many um, world. Uh, worldies, so to speak, goals-wise, um, down the years. It's normally the odd set piece or, or something like that, um, a little bit of quality, maybe inside the box and, and a good finish. And that can be the difference between the, the two teams because it is obviously a very, very, um, always more more than likely, it's going to be a very uh, tight affair. And uh, yeah, anyone from the Jersey Jersey squad, and that includes the uh, the lads that aren't starting, can come on and uh, and, and, and take the glory and hopefully score score the winner for Jersey. And I don't know if you've been down to Springfield in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, there's a bit of a chat about the renovation work there and, and, and how it's going to impact, I suppose, the crowd size and the atmosphere on the day. What, what's it looking like at the moment? I think, um, yeah, there'll be a big difference to um, a few years ago when it was last held down at Springfield um, with regarding there will be standing behind the goals, even though it might be um, restricted uh, slightly with regarding um, numbers. Um, but I think the whole experience will be much, much better. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to going down. I'll be in the, the stand myself. I'm taking my son and a couple of his mates along to try and try and cheer on the Jersey boys. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the occasion and just just uh, hope, hopefully all the youngsters that go down and watch it and all the supporters from, um, from both from both sides uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the game enjoy the experience and uh, made the best team win James Scott speaking to me uh, there uh, just before we move on to the women's Marathi um, sort of hopes for the men's game on Saturday Jim I mean, it, they're always tight games but um, what do you want to see out of it I've got two hopes for Saturday Tony uh, one is a Guernsey win and the other is a uh, enthralling game because uh, we haven't had one of those for a long time. Have you got any concerns that the off-the-pitch situation, the policing um, issues, the Springfield construction issues will detract from the occasion? I, I presume that all Guernsey fans going over have sorted themselves out with a ticket already, because if they haven't, then there could be some disappointment. But um, it, it's funny, uh, Springfield, isn't it? I mean, that experience of watching through the fence is absolutely dire. Uh, I'm not quite sure what bits they've taken off. Well, hopefully ar- all of it. <laughs> around the ground to, uh, you know, to enable a, a better view uh, from there. However, the grandstand is lovely for a football pitch. Uh, and the way it's positioned, you get sunshine all afternoon noon in there you can certainly pick up a tan while watching the Marathi so um, unlike the grin (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you know on that basis I I do hope it's it's a good day Uh, I'm on the boat in the morning so I'll be able to see if we get the police escort to us to Springfield or not a few cans in the morning before the picture (laughs) when I get that last minute call from you you'll have to take the JP's report (laughs) (laughs) Gareth will you be holding the back page for Monday 
Um, I'm certainly hopeful that we'll we'll return with the trophy for sure. Um, it, it'd be quite a big call on Monday if Guernsey happened to win Marathi, Siam, and T20 Interinsulars, which goes back page. I don't know, but um, I think it'd probably be the Marathi. Right. Well, that's the men's side uh, taken care of. On to the women's Marathi now, and it is perhaps even more significant for them this weekend. 2016, of course, the last time that that game um, was played. Jim, we won't go into the full story of, of exactly why um, the women's Marathi fell away the way it did, but just give us a sense of, of how you're feeling seeing it return this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I've been, from my GFA involvement, I, I was involved in uh, trying to establish a new direction for women's football in 2015-16, um, and you know, that's been a, a, a difficult process. I, but personally, I'm really delighted for Richard Sutton to finally be leading a team out uh, um, this uh, weekend. You know, he was the assistant coach in 2016 and he stayed with the group for six years. Uh, you know, not quite week in, week out, but that's effectively what it's been. And it's been a fairly thankless task. There was, you know, occasions when there was half a dozen uh, women kicking around in the corner of the Victoria Avenue. Um, you know, we've had unfortunate full stores, you know, the Channel Islands League, which we started up in 2019 was a great experience and that was going really well and then you know obviously stopped halfway through because of covid which is such a shame because uh, yeah that was we were going to be playing a marathi in 2020 and i think that would have been uh, a great experience for, for all uh, certainly the league w- was really positive um it moving on to 2022 it means to be honest that f- for the first time really we're going to see the fruits of the junior development work that Joel Pengeli has been involved with from the GFA point of view coming into the, the team. I suspect half the team will be teenagers on Sunday. Uh, and you know, generally, those young players that have been, we've been waiting to come through probably you know, better than their predecessors so even though the structure that they're playing in perhaps hasn't been as you know as great or defined as, as it was in, the, in years gone by um so yeah you know, it's uh, it's still a work in progress uh, but you know it's an incredibly positive day for uh, for women's football and i hope we we get a good game and that the, the game you know the, the sport in guernsey continues to grow on the back of this well let's hear from guernsey's captain uh, katie watson a hugely experienced figure uh, in that squad. I caught up with her at their training session to find out just what it means to her to see this fixture return. Obviously we've had the break with Covid but for the women's situation um, obviously it's not been played for quite a few years now um, so yeah absolutely brilliant to get it back up and running. Yeah I mean how much of a gap is it left in I suppose women's sport, women's football in Guernsey not to have it over the last six years? Yeah, I mean, the um, obviously the league folded quite a few years ago, so um, it was a shame then that obviously meant that we didn't have enough players to fulfil a Marathi side. Um, but yeah, just absolutely brilliant that it's back. And tell me about your journey back into the team, because uh, you were involved a few years ago, not in 2016 when the fixture was last played, but you're back as captain this year. Uh, how have you uh, come to be involved again? Well, um, it was just before COVID, actually. Um, Rich got me back involved um, initially to coach, and then COVID hit. Obviously, nothing was happening, so I thought I'd start playing again just for a bit of fitness. Absolutely loved it again. Uh, really chuffed to be back involved. Um, and, yeah, I thought I could still 
help out the team a little bit. So yeah, back involved. Fantastic. And does it feel quite different this time around? Obviously, um, yeah, a very different group, but lots of young faces in the squad. Is it too much to say this is the start of a new era? It, it could be, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely got some young players and even in our girls' academy, those the girls that are sort of 13, 14, we've got a lot of girls at that age group. So, um, you know, going into next year and Island Games and then uh, who knows into the future. How about you keeping up with them? Uh, I mean, do, do you feel like you're, you're kind of asserting yourself on the pitch? Definitely takes um, a few days to recover from training these days. But, um, no, I mean, I feel like I can still help the team. Um, still seem to be coping right with the pace and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, really tough to be back involved. And what are your own memories of this fixture? Any, any particular moments, matches that really stand out? Um, I remember playing Springfield one year and unfortunately we lost 1-0 but it was a deflected cross come shot that went in. Um, that was probably the best game that I'd played in against Jersey. I know one one year um, we won it with that screamer from Rocha Alvoden. Um, unfortunately I wasn't playing that year because I was pregnant so uh, would have been loved to have been uh, on the winning side of a Ratty team but uh, hasn't yet to be. So You guys will go into this fixture with realistic expectations, I guess, of, of how competitive it might be? Uh, yeah, but the, first and foremost, we want to go over there and be competitive. Um, I would absolutely say that Jersey would be the favourites. They're probably two or three years ahead of us. Um, but yeah, who knows, you know, every underdog has their day. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the day itself? Um, obviously, for a lot of the girls, it'll be a first experience of, yeah. of, of a football match of this kind of stature. Um, I suppose they'll be looking to you for a bit of calm reassurance. What will you be saying to them about sort of just to, how to approach it? Just enjoy it. Um, that is absolutely the main thing. Just go out there, enjoy it, be confident um, and just show everybody what they can do. Um, yeah, absolutely main thing is to go out and enjoy it. Enjoy the occasion. And that's what I'll be saying to them before we head out. Guernsey captain Katie Watson there. Um, her side will be coached this year, as you said, Jim, before by Richard Sutton, who's been instrumental in getting um, women's league football off the ground this season. Here's what he told me. Uh, it's a massive thing. Um, to be able to go away and play another team from another island is, is just what we need at the moment. We've done plenty of domestic football, and now is the time that we need to see where we've got to, uh, where our progress is, and in line with the Island Games next year. Yeah, a new experience, I'm sure, for lots of uh, the girls and the team. Um, some of them have been there before, like Katie Watson, the captain, but others are yeah, very fresh. Um, how are you preparing them for, for the occasion of a women's Marathi? Um I think we've walked them through as much as we can as to what to expect. Um, we'll hold various team meetings between now and uh, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, the fact that we're going away on Saturday and actually watching the men's game We'll give them a good idea of what to expect the following day. Just sort of put into context for us, because it's obviously a huge occasion in its own right. Um, it's been a pretty historic season in terms of women's football here with getting a league competition back off the ground. Mm -hmm. Put this into the context of the development of the women's game here in Guernsey. Well, for me, this is still part of a journey. Um, for me, the journey is, and the goal for me is the Island Games next year. And the, with the goal of getting out of our group at the Island Games, that's my mission. Um, this is a fantastic occasion. It's great to be playing Jersey again, um, but it's part of the road, uh, the roadmap really. Um, for us, the roadmap begins here with playing Jersey, playing some teams in the UK over the next 12 months, seeing if we can get playing a regular CI League again that we started so successfully back in 2018 and 2019, and seeing where we can go. We've got a crop of really good youngsters who show a lot of promise. We've got some more 15-year-olds coming through for next year. 
and it's a really exciting time. So we're going to blend the experience and the youth and see where we can go with this team. I mean, you mentioned just before about the sort of blend of youth and experience you've got. Um, just sort of paint the picture of the squad. Um, uh, yeah, how have you sort of put, put things together? We've based it very much on performances in our local league. Who stood out, who's shone, and we've kept a vast majority of those with us for the journey um, from being a training squad into the final squad that we're just finalising at the moment. And um, like I say, we've got a, a good blend. For, you know, two of our back four will be playing for the playing the Marathi for the first time, possibly. Um, but you know, we've got some experienced heads in there as well who should be able to guide them through. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll gain from the experience and they'll be ever much stronger this time next year and in the Ireland Games in July next year. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, this, this fixture was on the cards for 2020 after that um, three-year break. Mm. Didn't happen because of the pandemic. Is that? counted in your favour uh, in terms of having an extra couple of years to develop those youngsters and, and get that league structure going? I think it's it's probably it's been a balance really. We've probably lost some players who their experience in this game would have been valuable. Um, but there are a lot of youngsters who are fresh and bright-eyed and, and ready for a challenge. Um, so we, we've benefited and we've lost at the same time. It's been a bit of a balance. How proud will you be just to see um, a women's team stepping out in a Guernsey shirt in a, in a match like this? It will mark um, a very, very pleasant la uh, landmark for me along the way. Um, like I say, this is all part of a longer journey. And to take it from where we were in, at the end of 2016 uh, to now, it's a completely different outlook on life, the, the, the squad and the players that are available. To have some competition, to have a blend of youth and experience, it's, it's all brilliant. And I'll be very proud as they go out and I'll be very proud as they come off. And like any team from Guernsey, I'm sure if we leave everything out on the pitch, there's nothing more that I could ask of the team. Richard Sutton speaking to me there. Um, the women's Matty, of course, takes place on Sunday. Is that the right way to go going forward, Jim? Obviously, we've got the Siam Cup um, here at Foots Lane this weekend where the women and the men play on the same day, on the same pitch, um, just a few hours apart. Is that something that, that the football association should look at as a way of, of kind of boosting the, um, the support that will be there for the women's game? I think it's been mentioned before. Uh, and obviously, you know, to an extent, easier to do in Jersey where all big games get played at Springfield, whereas in Guernsey, traditionally, the women's Marathi has been played on a pitch which the women's group has chosen uh, to be their home pitch. So I remember going to see one at St Peter's, one at Blanche-Pierre Lane um, back in, in years gone by. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I think I recall that we've had a conversation about this previously in terms of, you know, what it should, uh, you know, whether both games could or should be played on the same day. Uh, I can't remember w what we concluded, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, in my view, I want anything that's going to make a, a better day and a bigger crowd for, for the women's game. If that means, and it's feasible to put two games on, on the same day then I would go for it but if if that's not what uh, what the players want then I understand and there's a certain irony Gareth that this sort of fallow period if you like for women's football uh, at the top level in the channel lines has coincided with you know probably the biggest boon in women's football kind of internationally and nationally I mean, in England now just because that's happening obviously doesn't mean suddenly we're going to have you know eight 
women's football clubs in Guernsey competing in a league format. But surely now there's an opportunity to to capitalise on on what's going on. Um, oh, definitely, Tony, uh, yeah. with Mayor Letizia as well blazing that trail. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's just going to benefit Guernsey football hugely. I think what Mayor's doing on on the uh, women's Super League um, stage and also internationally. I mean, she's at under twenty three level at the moment and. Fingers crossed she, she will go up to, to full international status in the years to come. But, I mean, definitely women's football is growing worldwide. It's um, getting a wider audience as well. And just having sort of like the ability to play in games like the Marathi and also seeing what May is doing and, and other young girls like Sydney going off to Brighton as well. Um, hopefully it just encourages more and more girls to take up the sport. And, um, you know, if that happens, then you're bound to get stronger teams as well. This is a massive 12 months or 14 months for the, for that group of players anyway. Um, with Ireland Games on the horizon, you know, the, the, the focus was all in terms of the footballing rebuild was always on Ireland, the home Ireland Games and producing a, a team that would be capable of getting uh, out of the group and into the knockout stages. Uh, and I think the, 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 the players involved now have a great opportunity to, to, uh, to get involved, uh, you know, play this game uh, and then build on that for the next 12 months. It's going to be a very exciting time. Well, it's just fantastic to see the fixture happening at all this year. Um, of course, we wish uh, Guernsey's squad all the very best. Um, likewise to the men. And we must mention the vets as well, who are in action on Friday night. Guernsey Press's own Darren Cooley will be uh, turning out for them. We should have got him on for the preview. <laughs> and I think there's a rest from Ratty too, Jim. Saturday morning. But uh, I've, I've had to decline my invite to play because now the boat won't get me there in time. Are they are they pleased? Or, well, I suppose if they're asking you in the first place, they obviously <laughs> wanted you. Jim, just going into the weekend, you've sort of crunched the numbers on uh, the, the potential for a red wash, um, having seen Jersey take all the age group Marathi fixtures. Um, Guernsey, you've had to go into Jersey in this situation before. Yeah, I must admit, ever since you coined the phrase red wash, it's been preying on my mind. Uh, so I decided to, to go back into the stats. Um, obviously, the five... Uh, Five men's and age group games uh, have only been in place since 2007 when the under-16 game was introduced. So we've got Star Trophy for under-15, under-16, under-18, under-21 and senior men's Marathi. Now, we in that period since 2007, we've never had a red wash. However, twice the men's team has gone into the final needing to win to avoid the red wash. Uh, but those games, and this is the odd little bit of um, uh, hope for history repeating, is we're in 2010 and 2014, both times when we were playing in Jersey and we had to win and we did. So... Let's see it again this year, please. Well, of course, we'll have full reaction to the men's Marathi in Monday's paper. A full report from the women, too, to follow uh, next week. So keep an eye out that. Give us a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport um, is the place to go. We'll have uh, more build-up ahead of the weekend's action from both the men's and the women's camp. And thanks again to Rehoy and Son for their um, support of the show. We'll be back next week uh, as well with a podcast reflecting on the weekend. Um, Jim, we'll look forward to hearing your take on what goes down in Jersey. Um, thanks very much, guys. Come on, you greens. Come on, you greens.